0: It's time for Cats Talk Wednesday. Small town and big city joined forces. Benny Hardy of Lynch, Kentucky, and Terry Brown of Louisville, Kentucky, team up to give you free-flowing, laid-back sports talk. Focus on Kentucky Wildcats, as well as pertinent information in the NBA, NFL, and Major League Baseball. That's what we do each and every week. TB in Des Moines, adjacent via Louisville. I'm out here in Knoxville, adjacent via Lynch, Kentucky. College basketball is over Mm. already, TB, man, and we're looking forward to these playoffs. But how are we doing, man? How's how's everything?
1: Doing fantastic. I mean, for a little bit, uh, Iowa was the center of the basketball universe for a little bit, and we got a guest that's going to talk about that. I do have to say that, you know, Caitlin Clark, and the show she put on, she is from West Des Moines, Iowa, the same suburb that my lovely wife is from. So I have to put that on every show that I come on. I have to remind folks, not just Des Moines, but West Des Moines. So right. uh, we got friend of the show for go. He, co- he covers the Iowa Hawkeyes. Go Iowa! Awesome. My man Adam Jacoby was in uh, in the place in the in Dallas for the. Uh, women's Final Four, so ai am going to say you had a front row seat. I don't know if it was front row, <laughs> but I'm going to say it because it sounds better. But but you were there for one of the biggest sports, I don't want to say uh, upsets, but you were there to watch Iowa take down uh, vaunted South Carolina. So uh, just tell us about being in uh, in town for that, watching the Final Four, because I know I couldn't do it. I'd be talking a lot of mess. Like I'd love to cover Kentucky, the final four, but the way my heart works, don't, don't really do that. So how did you, how did you do that, man? How'd it go?
2: Uh, first of all, thank you both for having me on, uh, especially this quickly, um, starting off the show. It, it's, uh, it's a high honor, especially, uh, some old friends like you two. So, so thank you very much. Uh, as for the game itself, the, uh, I wasn't even in the front row of the press box and I don't know if you've ever been to the American Airlines center to cover anything, but the press box is up in like the sting section, like way, way up in the rafters. <laughs> like I was looking down onto the top of the hanging scoreboard in the, in the middle of the court. So like, Front row, not quite. More of more like a, uh, a front row seat to uh, whatever they call the fear of heights. That is, that's about what I had. Uh, for the games themselves, though, uh, really an incredible experience. And in both instances, it was something where you could tell pretty quickly that you were watching something momentous and historic. Some of that had to do with the vibe of the audience some of it had to do with the real obvious, you know, number one versus number two. Um, because let's, I was not really some Cinderella team Their their last finish in the AP poll before the tournament was number two. So those were the two best teams going at it. It was just sort of a bummer that it was in the semifinals rather than the finals. But, um, I, I think the viewership numbers and I'm sure that we'll get to those in a second, but, um, the, the numbers would agree that that was really a watershed moment, not only for the Hawkeyes, uh, but for women's basketball in general and our uh, women's basketball reporter, Braden Roberts, uh, just posted an article on uh, go Iowa or also just iowa.rivals.com dot about the, about how much of a watershed moment it was and how we saw immediate results in the ratings from the semifinals to the finals. So um, an incredible privilege, um, not only to be able to witness that, but also to be able to talk to the players and the coaches before and after those games, uh, really tremendous character all around. Um, and gosh, I, 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 hope you guys, uh, get an opportunity to be able to be in the house for final four. If, if, if you don't want to stay silent in the press box, I get it. I get it. Uh, but 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 I I hope you get to be in the house and share its ladder as quiet as you want because it's really an amazing thing.
1: I, I always said that was going to be my walk off, Vinny. Like Ooh. win or lose, that was going to be my walk off because if they win, y'all gonna look at the TV and be like, "Why is TB on the stage? What is? How did?" <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be holding up the trophy, but I, I, oh yeah. I, 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 I digress a little Flinging
2: bit. Flinging his shirt off the whole time. That's right.
1: <laughs> Anything's possible. Right? Yeah. Uh, going, going full Petey Pablo. That's right. <laughs> but I I think when we look back on how things become things, right, there are the moments we can look back to where college basketball was very regional and it was very – and then bird magic happened, right? The, the, the Super Bowl, you know – Started out being played wherever, and it there was that moment where it became a thing, you know. I think you know, in the 70s with the Steelers and the Cowboys, those moments you can look back, and I think that not to be a prisoner of the moment, I think this is this is that for women's basketball,
2: yeah. I think you're right, and I think that the numbers bear them out. Um, first of all, the fact that Iowa, Louisville. Um, which, Terry, I, I think you're a little bit happy about that result in the Elite Eight. Uh, not, not only did that set Elite Eight records, <laughs> not, not only did it also send Haley Van Zant home, uh, <laughs> you saw this sort of like catapult effect happen. Really, I mean, there, there were smaller stages in the first and second round, but you really start to see that ramp up with iowa louisville in the elite eight then there's a big jump to iowa south carolina which was five and a half million in the uh, final four semifinal which was in and of itself like a top five women's basketball rating of the espn era a you know as in like the last 30 years or so and then when iowa won that game and in such dramatic fashion and with such a huge performance by Caitlin Clark and in a game where no matter when you turned on the TV, you knew that the game was in doubt, in trouble. And like, there was a very real chance of that upset happening. Um, that, that was a 40 minute thing. And, and so that reward that viewers got out of tuning into Iowa, South Carolina only heightened that hype that we saw for the championship game against LSU. And the ratings there, 9.9 million viewers, which uh, out, uh, not outsold, but outdrew all but about five or six college football games this year. Like Outdrew the Rose Bowl, outdrew Alabama LSU on the gridiron, which should not be possible. Um, like, obviously obliterated records for women's basketball. Um, and and that was an effect of Iowa rewarding people for tuning in in those earlier rounds. And then, and that's also sort of the Caitlin Clark effect that, that not only do you need to like see what she's capable of, but you need to see what she's doing every single game against really top competition. And that's something that women's basketball hasn't really had, especially outside of Bristol, Connecticut for a while now. And, um, So to see that both covered properly by women's basketball media, which hasn't always been the case, and um, to to see the results happen so quickly, it's very rewarding for those of us who have been watching women's college basketball for more than, you know, the last two months or the last two years, right? So, I mean, you're an Iowa guy through and through.
1: What is it like? that now Iowa women's basketball is now a, a national thing. Like it's 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 a thing, right? Like mm-hmm. the team is everywhere. The the shout-outs that Caitlin Clark was getting from just the luminaries uh in the college basketball world, even Magic Johnson, uh Vinny Magic Johnson played for the Lakers. He was a five time champion. Mm. I just like to let I just like to remind Vinny. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but <laughs> You know, for, for for Iowa, this is a, a time in the spotlight. It's gotta feel good to be a, just a, from a fan
2: perspective. Yeah, it, it is, especially because this is a situation that you don't really see universities vault themselves into very often, especially before they win a championship. That game against LSU was the first time that Iowa women's basketball had ever been in a championship game, like even competing for a title. They, they had made uh, one or two other Final Fours, uh, but if it was more than one, it, it hasn't been one in the last 30 years. So um, normally, like that's a path that most colleges, most universities don't really take in D1 Power 5 sports these days. Um, but at the same time, one, uh, Caitlin Clark is a very magnetic presence, uh, a, a one of one under herself, right? And, and Iowa really won the Powerball by being able. Well, one that the fact that she was from Central Iowa, and two that she was willing to stay home. Um, there's, For- there's a great, great. Go ahead. No, She's
1: from West Des Moines, Iowa, and if there's one thing I can say about that, you get you a Kate from West Des Moines, Iowa, you got a good one.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, now that being said, she came from <laughs> West Des Moines Dowling, which is the private school here, uh, the one school that gets to recruit. So um, mm-hmm. most of the people from West Des Moines and Des Moines proper uh, they, they might say that Caitlin's the first good thing to come out of that high school in a long time. Uh, <laughs> I, I would never agree. Never agree. Uh, certainly not after dating another alum, but um, <laughs> that, that aside, that aside, um, but, but going back to my point, one Iowa got supremely lucky that Caitlin Clark ended up there and, and two that she developed into such a great player, which is a testament to, the Iowa coaching staff for investing so much time and effort in harnessing that competitive energy and not just letting her, you know, be some rogue center of the universe spiraling out of control, which is easily possible, right? Like it's easily possible. Um, So how it feels is pretty great uh, for, for just about any Iowa fan uh, because not only has Caitlin Clark ascended to this real high state of visibility, but also the Iowa fan base has sort of taken that stride by stride with her. Um, Terry, you and I were in Carver Hawkeye arena when uh, the Iowa women seemingly out of nowhere in those last two weeks, but last season, the Iowa women basically swept the last two or three weeks of the regular season, cut down the nets against the higher ranked Michigan Wolverines, uh, as big 10 champions Hmm. and in front of a sold out house. All right. In front of 15,500 fans jam packed who were loud and they were loud. And so from my perspective, especially as someone who's been watching women's ball for quite a while now, um, it, it really sort of felt like writing a wrong. That that something like something societally was starting to move back in the right direction. And it, it's sort of not fair to the other three hundred and fifty odd women's basketball teams in D one because, you know, they don't have a Caitlin Clark or and then there's, you know, ten that don't really need, you know, a whole lot more support than they already get. But um but just being able to see that happen in Iowa and then to see those Iowa crowds sort of follow her to, you know, to road games, to Seattle, to Dallas, um, to, to the big 10 championship, you know, what, whatever neutral court tickets they can find, they're buying out in large numbers. And, and that is, it, it sort of feels like the fan base is at the very least earning the notoriety that, the college basketball program has gotten, you know, seemingly out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. And uh, Vinny, I talked to Kendrick Haskins, friend of the show, uh, Adam, that uh, out of Louisville, he's a sports director. So he was at that elite eight game and he was like, he didn't realize I will roll like that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. like, you know, Kentucky basketball fans, we have that is it famous, infamous? <laughs> we will kind of go everywhere. But I'm like, Iowa fans travel pretty, pretty darn well too. Um, yeah, we got to talk about the elephant in the room: the the to celebrate or to not celebrate, and how mm-hmm. that thing spiraled. Uh, I had a lot of comments on Facebook about what was right, what was wrong, and my whole thing is this: like, I didn't think one Caitlin was bothered by it in the moment cuz if yep. you talk trash tra- like that's the beauty of basketball right is there's nowhere to hide right like right. if you're a quarterback or wide receiver you can blame it on your terrible defense right but if you're basketball hey that's in the moment you're wearing tank tops and shorts that's the beauty of it from the black top all the way up you talk it and your ego is at and your ego is at risk right and so mm-hmm. I didn't think Caitlin had an issue with it because she she's she's Steph Curry level of I'm gonna let you know how good I am.
2: Think Larry Bird.
1: Yeah. And and, you know, a lot of people. I thought the side by side was what she did against Louisville and then uh, what Angel Reese did against I'm like, that's you're looking at this in a vacuum. Right. Right. And right. and my point was I have probably watched more Iowa women's basketball than any of you people that are commenting on this. And this is how she carries herself. But if you do that at a high level, you know it's coming back on you. If it's Dikembe Matumbo like this, and then Jordan gets you, you're getting that, right? Like mm-hmm. that yeah. Yeah. that's that's what it is.
0: I mean if it's if his horns down, if it's L's It'll, down. You're going to get it. You know, T.O. did the Ray Lewis dance when he scored. That is, you know, if you put it out there, it's going to eventually recircumvent and, and come
1: back to you at some point. Like T.O. Yeah. standing on the Dallas Star. That's you know,
2: exactly what I thought you were going to say. Yep. Uh,
1: well, George but the, right? I'm like, <laughs> okay, he, he did it once. All right. And then Emmitt, you know, put it out there. And T.O. did it. I was like, no. As soon as I saw him going, I was like, this isn't going to end well. But that's that's what sports is. And so you had a lot of people fighting for Caitlin, And I'm like, she's not saying anything. Yeah. You know, all this stuff about, and look, Don Staley, 100% right. A lot of the LSU, what they're saying is regarding, 100% right. How we view black women in sports, 100%. I just was like, this ain't the Iowa people saying anything. Right? It would have been different I think if Coach Bluter had said something, if a player had said something, or Kay, but I'm like, we're fighting, fight like that's a separate discussion. You don't really need to include Iowa in that.
2: Yeah, and I, I'll tell you this: having been in Dallas, I was there for the post game comments that they had uh, at the news conference itself with the cameras rolling, and I was also there in the locker room when they were having their breakout comments as well. And at no point did Caitlin Clark ever ask for any sympathy, um, ever try to draw any negative attention to Angel Reese, um, never said anything about any sort of gestures, even potentially being out of bounds. Because what I have heard from her quite a bit is an open acknowledgement that when you talk as much trash as she does, that it's going to come back to her. Um, She calls herself the most picked on player in practice. And and everybody laughs when she says that because they know why it keeps coming to her. Right. Uh, So it is is news to Caitlin Clark that trash talk is part of sport. And it, it hadn't been news for as long as she's been talking about it because it's part of her fame and it's part of something you need to know on the court or else you're going to learn real quick. And, you know, this is her third season in college basketball and she's still talking that cash. She's learned, right? Like this has never been people reacting to a negative reaction from Clark or Bluter for that matter. Uh, like she, coach Bluter could care less about any of this as well. Um, because she's there with Clark in practice and and like she's been around the sport for long enough that, you know, those things about trash talk, you know, this has been people preemptively getting offended on her behalf, on Caitlin Clark's behalf Mm -hmm. and ascribing some things to this, that if you really know sport and you really know athletes, you know, that that is not the right way to, look at everything that's been going on. Like if you want to say that given Caitlin, one of these and one of these like distracted from the championship, uh, I didn't see anybody distracted on that platform when LSU was celebrating. Right. Like, like if it, if all you're doing is like, if that's code for it's distracting the boomers, well, (laughs) fine, fine. But, but we don't, they're not the most important people when we are looking at this national championship game played by these women on the court and 10 million people viewing and to watch like Keith Olbermann does not get to be the main character of that story. I'm sorry. Or Dave
1: Portnoy or any of those other guys. And the thing that kills me is like the people, our generation older, like we have deified Michael Jordan and his whole thing was, and this is, you know, talking to Kate. I'm like, You don't understand. He flew the dude that made the, like, varsity team above him, flew him in for his Hall of Fame induction just to let him know, I got you. He talked trash to his kids at the Hall of Fame induction. And we watched the 15, 20-part The Last Dance where he just makes up stuff to be offended about and talk trash about. I mean, he called Muggsy Boja a effing midget. And then Larry Bird, it's legendary. Right. Like, oh, mm-hmm. which one of you guys is coming in second? Like, you can't talk yeah. about yeah. how that's awesome. And then when the women do it, now we've got to have these moralistic discussions. And I'm like, we don't have to do this. Right. We don't have, let, have to let the lowest common denominator folks get to have this moment taken away from Angel and Caitlin. Like yeah. we should not be having these discussions because the final four was great. LSU's comeback against Maryland. You get Iowa knocking off undefeated South Carolina and you get a, a game. I thought the championship game, you know, got tight there in the third. Right. But what can you do when the other team's shooting 75% from three? Like, oh, yeah. right. Right. you're only, you're only, and that's what I told Cass. Like you're, the only hope is Caitlin just goes just ballistic, in the second half you know to cover up that ground but it was a good product it was a better final four i think than
2: the men's product oh Mm easily Mm easily yeah and and there was a lot of controversy about the referees and and a lot of that dipped real quickly into conspiracy theory on the iowa message boards ask me how i know (laughs) um which which was its own like part of disappointing and and their reaction to the angel reese thing again on caitlin clark's behalf without her ever asking for it um also at times like getting into really disturbing territory so uh from an iowa perspective it that aspect of it and i know that we've seen undertones of it in the way it's been covered in national media too that aspect has been really disappointing and uh you would hope, especially in a sport like this, um, that we could move past that, or, or we could just skip it all together. But it, it's also sort of a unfortunate reminder that growing the game means like you're you're growing some really unhealthy fans into it too. Um, and- so so this is just going to be part of the territory now with women's basketball. And, and the money's going to be worth it, right? Like, they'll, they'll never be like, we're too famous now. Um, certainly not at this point. Um, but, you know, buckle up, because that aspect of it, I don't expect to go away anytime soon.
0: You mentioned that uh, you compared her to Larry Bird with the trash talk. Is there a certain incident or interaction that our fans who've been watching her more so still kind of, like, some one of her more savage interactions from a game that people know about or have heard about? That, that, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I, I think the most savage one actually came. I, I, I can't believe this game keeps coming up, but in the Elite Eight against Louisville. Uh, but but Haley Van Zandt, who also is a player who damn well better know that it's coming back to her with as much as she talks too. Like, Caitlin Clark is not the only one talking the cash in women's basketball by a long shot she's not even the only white girl right so at some point louisville like gets it down from like 25 points to 15 points with about three four minutes left and and the game is not in doubt but it's just like it's on that pace for a little bit too long yeah 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 so so van zant starts Talking a little money. You, you,
1: you, know. you, you keep saying Van Zandt. You mean Van Lith?
2: Van Lith. Yes. Sorry. For okay. um,
1: for for the, the Haley, Haley little for the Louisville fans that may find this podcast, I want to be after <laughs> play, some, like, play some.
0: Play some. Skinner.
2: All right. Sorry, Adam. Go ahead. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't even know who Haley Van Zandt is. Haley Van Lith. So Van Lith starts talking a little bit of that money. And, and you can see, you can actually read Caitlin's lips on the replay. But she says, and I quote, shut up, Haley, you're down by 15 points. Okay. <laughs> and that's about where the Louisville rally stopped. But like, <laughs> like she's getting it back. She's like, man, shut up. We're beating you. Like, like don't even give me that to begin with. Um, but she loves, you know, like dismissive gestures, playing to the crowd. You know, she'll do a little bit of that too. It's, she makes it fun. She knows that she is in the entertainment business mm-hmm. absolutely all the way. And yeah. she also knows that the entertainment stops when the game is over too. So it's yeah. not personal, but it it might make you feel you know kind of crummy if you're on the other end of it at the time. I get it.
0: And hey, you talked to last time you on your own, uh, we talked fairns, we talked talk Fran, um, you gave a real insightful. You know, because you were in Birmingham for Iowa, Auburn. So, just the same question about Lisa Bluter. Terry was talking about how she'd been there forever. Just your your perspective of her, interactions with her. Just,
1: just. I, I didn't realize she was she had coached Drake before she got to Iowa, and was at oh, some yeah. small place like by the Quad Cities or something before that.
2: Like she Iowa through and through, through and through, uh, an Iowa native at that too. So, like, Iowa basketball, Iowa women's basketball, going all the way back to the six-man or, I guess, six-girl leagues, um, has has been sort of this guiding force for her. And the University of Iowa being a, a real, like, pioneer, if you look it up, in women's athletics, they had their own women's AD for the longest time, Dr. Christine Grant. and um, and And they really, really invested in women's athletics as soon as title IX started to get involved so um, that's a legacy that even predates Lisa Bluter uh, and is sort of endemic in the state of Iowa to begin with so so this has always been a state where women's basketball means a little bit more even though you know there's there hasn't always been a whole lot of talent coming out of the state um, but she is a you know, she's been coaching since she was in her twenties. She's a lifelong head coach going back to St. Ambrose was the college that you were thinking of. Um, and, and once you get a a chance, try to find it. It, It's on Twitter, but somebody found an old news clip from the eighties when she was at St. Ambrose and, and people were still talking about women's basketball in the way that like Not only is she a coach, but she also has to have time for her husband. What does he think about it? Like, no joke. That is part of the local news broadcast about this amazing chick coach. Uh, So she has seen the way people look at sports change as much as anybody. And not only has she seen a change, but she has been given a front row seat to that change from its lowest to its highest. And she is a person that is uh, about as impeccable moral character as you're ever going to encounter in college sports, just flat out. Uh, And she, you don't even have to hear it from her to get it. Although when you listen to her, you get it. Uh, It's the way that her uh, players talk about her, that they feel sort of a maternal aspect of it because she's also a mom. Um, And one of the things that Monica Zidano told me is that since she feels that love from her coach, she knows that no matter what the coach says in practice, no matter, you know, what her message is, how hard she's coaching you, she knows that it's coming from a place of love so she can receive that coaching and learn better because of it. I mean, what more can you say about a coach to have that level of trust and buy-in from a player like that. And, you know, as long as I've been covering Iowa women's basketball, I've never heard one ill word about her from a former player, regardless of if they had transferred out or what. Like, they they run uh, a really high-character program there. And there's, there's just no way around that, and there's nobody who would uh, ever suggest differently, uh, anybody who's ever been... Working with them, so I'm. I would say the University of Iowa is very lucky lucky to have her as a representative, as um, the sort of ambassador for basketball, for women's athletics, for you know the the, the program in general. Uh, I I don't know what else to say other than that.
0: Yeah, you're always giving the insightful answers for and in depth about that, so I, I appreciate it. Jan Jansen, her assistant. Is, is she have aspirations to be a head coach? Is she just cool right there, being like the top assistant for Lisa? Or
2: she she has been Lisa's top assistant for her entire career. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's an associate head coach, and I I don't think that she wants to be anywhere else because Lord knows she's had the opportunities and she's good enough. But when you find this good of a cultural fit, and and those two, you know, they've been thick since uh Bluter was coaching Jensen at Drake. Wow. So Jan Jensen is one of two women who have their number hanging up in Drake Auditorium. Uh or or the nap center, I guess it is now Terry.
1: Um <laughs> yeah, you put it, you pointed that out when we were there. You know what yeah. also is hanging so, up in the in the uh, Nap Center Vinny? Of a men's Final Four banner. <laughs> something you won't see <laughs> In Thompson Bowling Arena, absolutely. there in Knoxville, Tennessee. That's right. They also That's have right. two Elite Eight banners hanging up. And there's only one of those in Knoxville, Tennessee. That's so I just had to point out what else Drake has that Tennessee <laughs> doesn't have. Sorry, to uh, interrupt there, Adam.
2: Yeah. So, so, so we're talking about Drake royalty in women's basketball here, and and she's just never lost stride with. Uh, Lisa Bluter, and, and she's really been instrumental to Bluter's success as well. And once again, everybody who's involved with the program would tell you the same. And and that is a badge of pride for both of them. Um, but but also a, a, a person that you really talk about having immaculate character. I would say Coach Jensen is probably my favorite person that I've ever like interacted with in a post game interview. Uh, she gives very very thoughtful answers, like too thoughtful for it to even translate well to the written word so like <laughs> she'll give me like a paragraph of an answer that requires one word and the rest of the is very interesting it just doesn't read well so like i'm i hate editing out what thoughtful answer answer she gives but but she's part and parcel of that culture too and and that is not only like a mutual respect but it's also hard coaching and having the results to show for it uh, you know, Megan Gustafson didn't come to Iowa as a five-star center prospect, but she left as the Wooden Award or, or the uh, Naismith Award winner, right? Mm. Um, Monica Zanano also barely recruited by any Power One programs and now is going to leave as one of the top 10 in field goal percentage for a career in NCAA history, right? Um, so the results are there. So she she has that authority, but she uses it. Uh, and creates a culture where it's, you know, very positive and open coaching and, and you get a level of buy-in as a result that is very, very hard to match these days. So again, the culture is impeccable. I, I, I honestly can't say enough about it.
0: My last one real quick, <clears throat> you've, had quite a tour of the south these past few weeks I've, I've been to Birmingham a ton been to Dallas once you hit both of them in the past three weeks so your your thoughts observations impressions of the bits of the cities that you got to see
2: yeah uh listen I love Dallas that's the third time I've been down there um, if if it weren't 120 degrees for four months straight I would really strongly consider living there but but I'm I'm not cut out like that uh birmingham i really really enjoyed and uh the best meal that i had was at the magic city grill which is not that magic city but um <laughs> the magic city grill in birmingham had some fried catfish greens and mac and cheese lemon, lemon pepper and, wings. <laughs> uh, yes sir oh we're lou. Lou. here lou <laughs> It, it was the best meal i had and and you know it's just this um i don't want to say a hole in the wall but i walked right past it going somewhere else and the person in there recommended it to me when i was making sure I was going the right place so um but you know so i got the local recommendation on that uh and it was the best meal i had so uh between that uh the civil rights museum was absolutely amazing and i i really really think people need to see it witness it um it it will it jarred me at multiple points. Um, I thought Birmingham was great, especially for it being my first time ever in the state of Alabama. So, uh, love you, Dallas. Love you, Birmingham. The both aces on my list.
0: My wife's the same way. She, you know, we went to Dallas and she, you know, Arlington, and she, I could, I could live here. I really like it. She felt yeah. the exact same way. Yep. So I just had to had to get your thoughts, man, because you you've been doing the big
1: yeah uh, 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 he's gonna stop taking my calls here f- for too long i think
2: <laughs> braceous, braceous I, now. I unfortunately now it's the off season so like <laughs> apparently I don't just get to go anywhere anymore <laughs>
1: <laughs> but as as always adam uh we always appreciate it i think i think you, you you're officially a five timer like the s n l thing we might have to get you a robe i think you're five timer right. on this but <laughs> Uh, Let me get that. Had to, yeah. Had, but had to get you on since, uh, you know, your beloved Hawkeyes were in the final four championship game. And uh so real quick, is it going to be a rebuild or reload in Iowa City next year? Because I know there's a lot of, you know, Caitlin's coming back, but Monica is gone. Some others are gone. So what's what's it kind of looking at for right now?
2: Well, for right now, all the scholarships are spoken for. And um, again, with the, the culture that I had mentioned there earlier, I'm, I'm really not sure that anyone's going to want to transfer out, even though with a couple of six-year seniors coming back, like there's, you know, more pressure downward on the bottom of the depth chart. But, but again, I don't think Iowa's your normal program in terms of People leaving because they don't think they're going to play quick enough. Right. So as it stands right now, it's, you know, whenever you bring back Caitlin Clark, it's not a rebuild, it's a reload. Uh, And um, the fact that she's got Kate Martin coming back with her and Gabby Marshall, uh, you're still going to see that really tenacious backcourt defense being played. So
1: the one with the pretty eyes, right? Pretty eyes. Pretty eyes.
2: Sniper. A yes, sir.
1: Vinny. That's how and one a, of the coaches uh, described uh, Gabby Marshall as they were talking about Iowa in the uh, tournament. You know, the one with the pretty eyes. So, man. yeah, yeah,
0: that became a she,
2: she does them up for the game, right? Like, like she wasn't even saying it like in a rare kind of way, but like she she wears makeup for the games. Like it's it's part of her thing. It, it's an observation. Uh-huh. Yeah. But but anyway, yeah, so even though you see Monica's Zaano Addison McGrady or Addison O'Grady, excuse me, uh, really started to come on especially during the tournament, played the most minutes of the season in the final uh, and really held her own so um, between that between Stulky getting another year to learn under Jan Jensen, I think you're gonna see a big step forward there in the start for her um, she she looked at times like the next great thing for after. Yeah. Caitlin. Um, so I think you're going to see a big step up there. Uh, you, you've seen Iowa ranked number four, number five in the earliest preseason polls. There still might be if anybody wants to leave Iowa's going to be an extremely attractive destination for any transfer bigs. Like in the entire NCAA, they're going to be a tremendously attractive place. You know, pro, you know, provided that they would be a cultural fit with the way Bluter does things, but I think most players would be. I think most would. Um, you, You may see an even bigger shift there, but as it stands, as they're built right now, I think they do, you know, before anybody else transfers, I think they do sort of belong in that four or five range going into next year. I would call that a reload.
1: Well, and let's just hope that Iowa doesn't play any other teams for Kentucky because Caitlin went for the 40 point <laughs> triple double against Louisville. And then uh, one of my friends, Vinny, was like, Well, do you remember a couple years ago in the tournament she gave Ryan Howard in Kentucky? Like 37, 6 and 5, or something yep. like that. Like mm-hmm. she, <laughs> she 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 may be the queen of the commonwealth at this point. Yeah, she she lights <laughs> she lights us up. Yeah. She so I was like, I can't up. say a whole lot. But no, sure
0: okay. not <laughs>
1: always Adam. Thank you so much. Always fun. I know we'll get together. Hey, it's starting to warm up. Almost grill season, man.
2: Ooh. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. And I then, will be down there early and often for that. And
1: and I've got I've got my buddy. Where's he at? Where yet, you well. at, Sammy? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's, he's right there. But all right, Adam, thank you so much, man. I know we'll be in touch.
2: Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, really always appreciate the opportunity. Hey, appreciate that's right. you. We'll,
1: we'll, we'll get your robe in the
0: mail, Five that's, Thomas yeah, Club. That's right. That's right. Just, just drive it over to the house, Terry. You're right, there. Come on. <laughs> Quit playing. <laughs> Take it over. Take it to the man. Take him his robe. <laughs> that's right that's right yeah. oh man good stuff from adam man he's talking about jan jensen being insightful he's always so insightful with everything he answers man and it, it, it,
1: it, yeah and we just talk you know uh as we're traveling to iowa city as we're around he comes over i go over and we talk about all kinds of stuff adam is is good people he's a Uh, favorite of Mama B's like you are. So always, always good. But I had to get him to talk about the women's Final Four. Uh, Great games, yeah. obviously. Uh, All the extra stuff. We don't have to do that. And I knew it was going to be a thing, no matter the outcome of the championship game, because I saw social media on Saturday. I'm like, it just can't. People were just digging in to use Iowa, to use LSU, as avatars for them to spout their own stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. All of the stuff that angel Reese was getting, it wasn't coming from Iowa at all. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of folks, you know, Caitlin's got to take it. I'm like, she took it. Like what, what do you (laughs) like? (laughs) She didn't do it. like, yeah, that's part, that's part of it. Uh, so there's just so many layers going on to all that kind of stuff, but, uh, shout out to Iowa. Uh, for, for getting that far shout out to LSU for, for winning, um, you know, the, the first lady, you can't invite the losers. That's not how we do this. No, it, yeah. it just, you, you no you don't know. No, you don't. You, you know, the loser team don't go to Disney world. Like that's yeah. not, the, the losers don't get to take around the Stanley cup. That's <laughs> not, that's not how this goes.
0: Yeah, uh, if, if I got any, Pride, they will decline that invitation.
1: Oh yeah, they've already been on it. Uh, Coach Bluter put out a thing like, you know, you're more than welcome to come to Iowa and visit, but you know, that's that's LSU's mm-hmm. thing, and right? Everything. Yeah. So, uh, but the men's side, man, and yay, barely came to pass. Least watched uh final in quite some time. Yeah, um, it just didn't have the sizzle. Like we say, we want. Uh, All this parody—that's what we say we want, but we don't want that.
0: Uh, You know, it—it could. There's a chance this could happen every year. It rarely does. It just happened to happen this year, and we got what we got. I think FAU would have gave them a better game had they been able to hold on against San Diego State. At least they could make a shot occasionally. Yeah. So. But it is what it is. And, uh, right. And
1: and that's basically was my whole thought on the whole uh final four. It is what it is. I mean, yay, for the teams that made it. Uh I don't think this is conversely, like we were saying earlier, I don't think this is a watershed moment. Oh, like, right. oh no, you know, we've got look at this final four. We're never gonna see blue bl-. Like when just last year it was Kansas, North Carolina, Duke, and uh uh Villanova. Yeah,
0: right. In, yeah. in
1: in the final four. So it's like all it's gonna take is for Kentucky and you know, even Kansas to to figure out this new landscape. That's all it's gonna take. So yeah. I'm not worried about that. Uh but yeah, you know, and that's that's the whole thing is we hear this talk about in sports where we yeah. want parity everybody should have a shot, right? Like everybody's got to have a shot. You want, you know, you're a Minnesota Timberwolves fan or a Minnesota Twins fan. You want to feel like you got a shot, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what's best for the, uh, the sport itself. And I don't think that's the case. I don't think this random parody that we say we want, that's not what makes the sport compelling. You've got to have a big bad for teams to beat,
0: and for people to hate and be polarizing both and, ways. You know, right. I hate your Lakers. I hate the Celtics. They're polarizing right. just the same reason you love them. People hate my Cowboys. People hate Kentucky. Polarizing. Right. You gotta have that.
1: You know what? Yeah, exactly. What was it that made the NBA the NBA? It was Bird and Magic combining for eight championships in eleven seasons. Right. Like that's what we want to see. You know, Jordan's Bulls, your uh Rockets, right? You know, back-to-back champions. That's how the NBA has made it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, there was that stretch when you look at going as far back as 87-88. Lakers 87-88, Pistons 89-90, Bulls 91-92-93, your Rockets 94-95. Bulls, you know, 96, 97, 98, right? Mm-hmm. 99, Spurs. My Lakers go on a three peat You know, and the Spurs, you know, even though they didn't back to back, they were always in it, right? So uh that's how the NBA has always been. Yep. Except for the bizarre 70s, where I don't know off the top of my head, I don't think anybody repeated, but you had a lot of weird teams like the Sonics won the the you know uh the bullets won yeah. a championship right didn't they uh, play
0: didn't they play back to back and yeah. one, one they alternated yeah
1: yeah like in 77 70 no 78 79 something like that mm-hmm. uh the blazers
0: won a championship it's right seven boston beat phoenix in 77 you know
1: the warriors won <laughs> with uh yeah so you know the 70 outside of the 70s it's always been a, a, you have a team to shoot for, and mm-hmm. right now there's no team to shoot for. Yeah, that's true. That's but true. tonight, my Lakers play the Clippers. They're gonna win. They're gonna T- get that. They're gonna get that six seed. <laughs> I've been telling you about T- Titanic matchup for the city. <laughs> and then, yay, barely came to pass. The Lakers gonna mess around and not be in the play-in games. <laughs> And like I said, hey, you put the pressure on whoever that three seed's going to be. If it's the Kings Sacramento. or whoever. It, yeah, you, Sacramento ain't beating the Lakers in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that before. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, I think men's college basketball is just not – it doesn't have the sizzle that it used to for – However, you want to say it just doesn't have that we don't know the players. We just we just don't mm-hmm. uh like we used to. We we don't have those the thing is really we don't even have those coaches that mm-hmm. have personality. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the problem with uh college sports is Teams used to have different styles, used to have different whatever, different atmospheres. The coaches were, you know, Dale Brown at LSU and Lou Carnesecca yeah. at St. John's and Tark the Shark with his towel and John Thompson with his towel and <laughs> Arkansas with 40 minutes of hell. And, you know, Michigan, you know, can, can we just say Michigan's glow up between the 89 championships that they won and the 92 Fab Five, that was a pimp your ride kind of glow up. When you look at the <laughs> when you look at the the dorky uniforms that Glenn Rice and Ramil Robinson had with the yeah. big M in Michigan yeah. and the short shorts. And then just three years later, Michigan yeah. was cool. Was... You don't have that anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: you don't have you got coaches that are yellers and screamers, but you don't have those personalities like you used to. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is hurting college basketball more than anything is you don't have personality. You don't have everything so buttoned down. Like, I love Cal, mm-hmm. but Cal is just, you know, he's more CEO than coach.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the one thing, and I meant to talk to this about, Adam, you know, the one thing you have, you I think you do have on the women's side is every team has a personality. Right. You look at LSU, how they carry themselves, how the coach dresses, mm-hmm. that's Louisiana. Van mm-hmm. how said on round of shots, that's Louisiana, right? It just is. I'm gonna have some feathers on my coat <laughs> with some sequins or whatever. And and LSU, Angel Reef, they got their hair now. Like, that's Louisiana, right? Mm-hmm. Iowa's team is very Midwestern Iowa. Coach Bluter looks like. She's gonna coach you basketball, but she's gonna bring a a, a nice, uh, 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 oh, what is that? A nice crock pot meal to the church social, <laughs> right? Like that, that. But that's just. But there's different ways to do it. Yeah. You, UConn has Geno's kind of business like, you know. That's Philly, how
0: we, Philly, edge, yeah, that yeah this That's how we do
1: it. You <laughs> know, uh, uh, the lady vols under the late great Pat Summit took on her kind of, you know, had that twang. Tennessee. I, she was from
0: uh, wherever she was out there, middle Tennessee. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. so
1: you've got that with women's basketball still today. Like uh talking about Phil, like uh USC Junior South Carolina, they've got Dawn Staley's edge. Right. Yeah. It's 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 it's, it's Philly, different. Mm-hmm. Right. It's Philly. She ain't gonna let she, you
0: forget, right? She, she had that Randall Cunningham jersey on on Super Bowl Sunday, you know, coaching in the, the Green Eagles jersey. Yeah, Philly. She right. is, she's Philly just like Lisa is Iowa.
2: Just, right,
1: you know. <laughs> And but you don't get that, and I just think you miss that that what men's college hoops used to have, you don't have. Mm-hmm. Plus, it, it really does help that the stars in women's college basketball are there longer. Like, we are going to get year four of Caitlin Clark. We got three years of Aliyah Boston. Yeah. We we got another year of Angel Reese. Like mm-hmm. that's what's missing, yeah. right? It's 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 that you see someone that shows you something as a freshman and blossoms mm-hmm. into something else, like mm-hmm. you know a Patrick Ewing, yeah. right? That was great as a freshman, only got better, right? And and and, and I think we don't have that on the men's side. So outside of you being a fan of a particular team, I don't know what pulls, what would pull someone into college men's college basketball.
0: As far as it's standing out and just grabbing you. Yeah. yeah. You know,
1: it's, it's always great when Duke loses, Mm-hmm. but the one thing I I will miss about, you know, that the early Cal era was the swag that Kentucky had, you know, we've talked about it before. Kentucky's always been good back before you and I would have been allowed to play. Right. But Kentucky ain't never been cool. Even, you know, the nineties teams, which, you know, 25 years ago, but, (laughs) but uh, Kentucky was never really cool. And Kentucky was cool. Nope. Oh. That stretch. We we had there was that something. So uh I don't know. Again, smarter people than me try to fix it. Um, but I yeah. I, I don't know. Will he get it back? Is he
0: trying to get that back? Is he is that just a part of him? that's – well, he's 64 now. He was 50 when he first came. You know the whole we're gonna beat you. We're gonna come to your place, and you know that kind of you know, like you said, the, the way it exuded
1: back then is different now, right? And the landscape the landscape has changed, right? I, I I think that next year, what the my takeaway from the uh, uh, McDonald's All American Game is, we we got some dudes that want to fight. And I don't, and I don't mean fist fight. I mean, we've got some dudes like, look, South Carolina is not going to happen like that. We're not, we're not, we're not doing that. And I think there's that edge that you have to have. And we have had really good players these last few seasons. Obviously Oscar, I don't know if you saw that thing I posted. He finished third in rebounds in the NCAA tournament and only played two games <laughs> and the two people finish, finished ahead of them played in the final four. Like I just hope we appreciate what Oscar did. Like I get it. We want to talk about his draft stock and the stuff he couldn't do. Mm. But the thing is, if you're not going to do a lot of things, do one thing. Excellent. And I hope that's the takeaway we have when it comes to Oscar is we haven't seen anybody do like that. And he would have had 30. Was it the Purdue game? He had
0: to sit for a couple minutes the second half. I swear he would have had 30 that game. You know, he, right. have, he had 20, 21, 20, however many it was, 25. Right.
1: He had 43 total rebounds yeah. in two games. Yeah.
0: yeah, 25 the first one. Yeah, 18 the second one. If he doesn't get that first little tiki tack foul, he he breaks 30 against Providence.
1: I have no doubt. So, you know, I, I just want us to say, you know, yes, the, the seasons haven't gone quite like we've, but we got to watch Oscar play and that that's, that's pretty darn good. Uh, I think Cal's going to get back to it. Um, you know, I, I just think it all goes back to roster construction. This season was what it was because I think, you know, he believed Shaden and chart was coming back for this year. For this year, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Because you, you mm-hmm. look and, and you look at, like, the 2013 team, that's based mm-hmm. on thinking Teague's coming back. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, for me, uh, I'm excited. I'm not going to be one of these people because, you know, Owenso is mm-hmm. uh, transferring out. I, you know, I can't keep up with. And, and Hunter,
0: oh. Hunter Dickinson is visiting with Kentucky dude from Michigan. So. I, you know,
1: everybody wants all seven hundred people in the in the portal to come to Kentucky, but then all seven hundred people are all trash. I can't, I can't keep up with it. Uh, I just know is by the time we play this summer, we play the uh, whatever that Toronto. exhibition, whatever that is. I'll be on board. Like I said on spaces, I'll be mad now, but I'll be back on. I'll be back on it. Uh, you know, uh, I'll be back on it, uh, on that narcotic when it comes to uh, big blue madness.
0: So, Mm, you know, because they don't, they don't, Kentucky doesn't trade Dominique for Danny Manning, so I'm always coming back to that narcotic, you know, and like you, 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 and Bomani Jones,
1: he's got the date, he's got like the date and the time that it broke. (laughs) 22494. Bitter, yeah. man. <laughs> like, like, you know, every time somebody brings up the Hawks, he's like, Nope, not since. And he got the date. He's gotten the date and time where it went down. Where he's like, I'm off of it.
0: The internet wasn't even really a thing. I don't even know what it, but my wife Googled me and found something. Mm. I wrote, I posted a comment about that, and it was still out there Yeah, me being mad about Dominique getting traded. Which is uh, yeah, that's never going anywhere. Man, we had you know NBA playoffs are coming up. We, I don't know, we're not really draft guys, not really recruiting guys. But this Victor Wimby Wimbyama kid is—is is he gonna be his can't miss? As they say, every time you look up, there's highlights of him shooting a step back three at seven foot nine. however tall he is, and he—you know—he shot a three and missed it and. Put back dunked his own three, kind of like Dominique did from the free throw line against, I think Boston. But all you're hearing is Victor Wimby, Wimby. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Is he can't miss? I'm thinking he, no,
1: but you know we'll we'll see. You and I are old enough now. How many can't miss people have we seen? And that's what makes like LeBron stand out. Yes, like he was can't miss, and it's like, oh okay, and he's beat even better. Than we thought, right? Like I mean, then I remember watching
0: that first game against Sacramento. Oh, 25, 8, and 6 in your oh, oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Well, and for for me, I remember me and my former father-in-law were gonna go watch uh OJ Mayo and oh, I can't remember his high school teammate now. It was OJ Mayo was taking on like LeBron Squad. He's like, We should go check it out. And that was I mean, they were playing like, you know, where UC plays. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. We didn't like, we, I was like, man, this is like, it was sold out anyway. But LeBron's been that. I don't know. We've seen a lot of people come up since then that have been this kind of can't miss. And I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what league he's playing in.
0: No, I just see his name everywhere. That's
1: it. You know? And so, you know, I think it just, it just depends. But I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, yep. Let's see. We got a. Uh, oh, Bulls and Bucks. Is that the preview before your Lakers come on? Ten o'clock. Yeah, Bulls Bucks is to set the table for the Lakers and the Clippers. Oh,
1: <laughs> Whatever, man. I, I just want to beat the Clippers for a myriad of reasons. But again, <laughs> this is the best it's ever been for the Clippers. This is their
0: peak, man. You love you love to say that. <laughs> you let them, you know. Then, hey, until, they, until they break through and make it, it where you can't say that.
1: It's, it's it's like Tennessee men's hoops, man. Like this is good for them. Yeah. Like this, this is their peak. This is mm-hmm. and you look this is as good as it's gonna ever be for them.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's
1: so,
0: that's where they are, that's where they live. That's where they live. <laughs> and they got space for more on that banner. That one Elite Eight banner is, is space that they're still waiting to put on there. And it's been that way ever since they hung it. Haven't added a drop of stitching of any kind to it. I think it was they they beat Ohio State that year, 2008, 2010. whenever it was, they finally made an Elite Eight and barely did that. And then I, I think Ohio State might have beat them to go to the Final Four and then lose to Florida. So I don't know, but they hanging on to it with good. And good for them. <laughs> good for them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when that's all you got. That's all you got, man. Just, mm-hmm. but love to. Yeah, it's just a, a false sense of perspective thinking you're something that
1: you're not and yeah and 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 the retort well you know Kentucky football I ain't seen no legitimate Kentucky football fan talking about we this that and the other that no no, no. but y'all talking about men's hoops like we've got your number you ain't got nothing yeah. you, 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 just, you got nothing and anyway yeah. uh well baseball started back up and I hope, I mean,
0: we got a long way to go, but hopefully y'all Cubs fans are happy. The Braves just completed a sweep of the Cardinals today. So three straight in St. Louis. So that's that's got to make Cubs Nation happy seeing the Cardinals lose. Baseball fans aren't ever happy.
1: It's like, <laughs> like, it is boggling my mind to sign up to be miserable for 160 times a year. <laughs> it, like, man, I can't do it. I don't have the bandwidth. Uh, I go through my, my football and my ba- basketball season. I can't be like that during baseball season. Too many games. I can't be living and dying on every uh, pitch. That's like, when
0: you take your pause. Do- you take a pause and kind of heal from football and basketball during baseball season.
1: Yeah. Like, I, you know, I'm rooting for the Cubs by marriage. hmm But I've had to correct people. Like, no, 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 no. I'm rooting for the Cubs by marriage. <laughs> I am a die. My team doesn't even exist. I'm an Expos fan, so you know, we've been undefeated <laughs> since 2002. <laughs> That's
0: hard to believe. <laughs> it's, been, it's really been that long, man. That's
1: I think I think it's o two or o three, maybe. I, I'd have to I'd have to check, but um, maybe it's sooner. I I don't know off the top of my head. But anyway, baseball fans just love being miserable. So good luck to you know. I saw some uh, uh, Houston Astros fans already talking about. I don't know what we're gonna do this season. Lord, y'all just won. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we'll see what I,
1: they're three and four. They're fine. They're fine.
0: I
2: Way can't do this?
1: it. It one weekend and y'all, you know, being ridiculous. I can't do it. Now I, we had
0: uh Sarah Sanchez on talking about the rules. I did it's the opening day, caught a little bit of the Braves, and you know, you got the clock there. To get the pitch off and you gotta be in the box. It didn't change it as much as I thought. I mean, if if that's what they want to do, but I was, you know, I was railing against it when she was on with us. And then I watched the game and I was like, Well, you know, have you know, I maybe just, I don't think it's necessary, but it it didn't affect it, I guess, as drastically as I thought. So
1: Yeah, you know, maybe it's gonna be one of those things you don't even notice, but mm-hmm. until the
0: bottom of the ninth and they they do that in, in the playoffs or something. And then you know, we have some Lou Piniella moments, have some bases thrown and some <laughs> some dirt kicked. And <laughs> there
1: you go. A good yeah. old school tantrum like we used to have. <laughs> That's what they need to bring back is managers being ridiculous. Yeah. Give, me a, give me a Bobby Cox. Like, you know what? I'm tired of watching this game. I'm going to go out here and do what I got to do. Give me that. Probably would get
0: thrown out in a minute, boy. Sure would. And uh, what was it? Was
1: it Lloyd McClendon took the base to the dugout? What you yeah, <laughs> I I need to find that. You probably have already seen it. It was a I don't know how it came up on my YouTube or Facebook or something, and it was a bunch of old Braves. It was like Smoltz and Glavin and uh, Chipper Jones and come and they were talking about their favorite Bobby Cox ejections and. Absolutely hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Because what struck me is they were like, yeah, this one, we were at Shea Stadium, and it was, you know, the sixth inning. Like, being able to recall that kind of stuff, I'm like, okay. And the umpire did this, and then Bobby did, like, I was like, man, 162 games a year, y'all did, like, yeah. to me, it all just blended together. But, uh-huh. uh, that that was That was pretty funny. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, we'll, uh, you know, baseball's kind of, you know, turn on the TV and it's on through the summer. And that's where we are now. Uh, get the little break from who's hitting the portal, who Kentucky's trying to add, all that kind of stuff. Speaking of baseball, Kentucky baseball, 26 and three.
1: Best SEC. Best SEC start ever. Uh, Give a shout out to some of those other sports. Uh, Women's track and field is ranked uh, top five. Uh, The women's gymnastics team are good. I should say the gymnastics team. They made the final eight, going to nationals this weekend. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a good time to be the Wildcat tennis team. uh, Is still doing its thing. Uh, So. Outstanding so all those people <laughs> that wanted Coach Nick gone and he was out the door, yeah. They go on that great run, the SEC tournament, and I honestly probably should have made the big tournament, but and they wanted him gone. And why did Mitch hire him? Now he gotta fire him. And yay, verily, here we are with the best start in school history. So yeah. Shout out eight and one in the conference. I mean,
0: for a minute there, longest win streak in the country. Um, and all the little stuff that, like you said, maybe they should have made the big tournament last year, maybe a game here, probably a game or two, one way or another. You know how it is the the thin line. All of those little things that tripped on it last year, that's like they are about the business of rectifying it this year. He said, We're not gonna let. This little ticky tack, knickknack, this you know, causes us it, to miss it.
1: And it, setting up to host a regional and maybe a super regional. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the name of the game when it comes to baseball and softball. Is like you got to host, yeah. right? You you've definitely got to host uh, those regionals if you can, and especially those super regionals. So keep keep swinging those bats, cats.
0: Mm-hmm. I got to try to get up to. Kentucky Proud Park and and check them out this year. I think they come to Tennessee. I think Tennessee went up there last year, so I'm going to try to catch them when they come down here and try to get up to the the new park. I have not been to the new ballpark yet, so I need need to get that
1: done. Yeah, I've been by it, but not in it. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, this this is non-sports related. My oldest took a campus tour to the University of Kentucky today. mm. And uh, I'm like, well, you know, I'm I'm not going to even pretend to be not biased. I think you should take a look at the University of Kentucky. But my youngest, and you know how she is, she's telling me that everything that was there when I was in school <laughs> has been torn down. It's got historical markers. Man, she is, she is and, cold-blooded, boy. Yeah, and she's like, I'm going to tell the tour guide that you uh, integrated the University of Kentucky. Oh, T- Terry Northington. <laughs> and, <I> was, <laughs> uh, and she said she did tell the tour guide they looked at some some computer lab and uh, well, they didn't have computers when her dad was in school, man, is what she said. And man. I was like, that's not true. She's like, well, you know, going back to the 1900s. And I'm like, please quit saying I'm from the 1900s. Wow. <laughs> You
0: see the one that was making fun of your vest too, right? Was
1: it Little Miss? Little Miss making fun of the vest. She just oh. decided she didn't like me wearing sweater vest. So, yeah. So yeah. So uh, as they've been going through, she shared pictures, and uh, I mean, campus looks different from wait, wait. I mean, you know, yeah, almost thirty years ago. Yeah, things it changed It'll. She'll go through this
0: soon. Just tell her like the like the old folks used to tell us: just keep living.
1: Yeah, so. just keep living. But, <laughs> yeah, go tell me. Did they have computers when I was in school? Like,
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's the energy she that she attacks you with. This man
1: it, well, crazy. yeah, and and she still gives me trouble because I still call the WT Young Library the new library. Yeah, it's it's thirty years old yeah, and almost, yeah. but yeah,
0: that's that that yeah.
1: I, it, you know it was. I don't think I think I was a junior when it opened up. Mhm. like it wasn't open when i first got there yeah somewhere in my belongings i still have a campus map where it says proposed library site
0: <laughs> with little like <laughs> uh-huh. that's it's weird how that stuff happens there's, there's there's roads heading home that's still called a new road and that was you know built when i was two years old was, yeah oh, so take I- the new road
1: and go down here oh just just let me be old by myself. I don't need to be har- harassed by my right. children. Yeah. Uh but like I said, I'm not going to uh, pretend to be unbiased about that uh I would love to see both of them go to the University of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Did she enjoy the visit? She did. She did. Little Mrs. thinks she wants to be a pharmacist. And you know, mm-hmm. UK's got a really good pharmacy program, so she's she is already talking about going to UK for the pharmacy program. So um I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff,
0: boy. They getting grown, getting grown. That's what happened. I seen pictures of your boys. You, they gonna be taller than you. Both of them, both of them, and Chandler's big as his brother, and they're four years apart. So he's gonna, I think he's gonna pass all of us. Yeah, man. So you're gonna be little bitty Vinny in a, in a second. <laughs> yeah, he's getting, he's going back to like some of. Maybe my father-in-law's height and my granddad's height that I didn't get. I mean, you don't see me in person. I didn't get no, I didn't get anybody's height. So he he's going back a couple of generations and and I think he's picking up some height from down through the line that yeah, that skipped me.
1: So well, hey, I'm a hey, big miss is as tall as I am. Mm. She, yeah, she, she, she big old gals with, <laughs> that's, what, that's what my aunt always says. but <laughs> That's
0: what Aunt May says about Sarah. Yeah,
1: yeah, she a big old gal. <laughs> well, and that's why she is really into uh, uh, lacrosse, because she can be physical. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's not a detriment to be, because she can, you know, she can run, she's doing all that, but she can be physical. And that's, you know, she's five foot eleven that's uh although I would love to see her play basketball I always thought she would be a great forward but mm-hmm. your kids are gonna do what they want to do choose their own path yeah mm-hmm. uh little miss is looking to play next year she's gonna play uh field hockey she's gonna get back into field hockey uh, and and do that so very very exciting yeah good stuff good stuff just
0: Watching them grow up and make decisions and become little adults. and They'll do what I oh. say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I figured that. Yeah, that, it has been that way for a long time. But, uh- <laughs> oh, man. Unbelievable. Well, man, we got it all in. Got the recaps. Got the Final Fours recaps. The, the women stole the show. They yeah, do and uh, absolutely, absolutely, it could be the launching point for, you know, growth
1: and more eyeballs and, you well, know, well, I because I think next year LSU and uh Iowa going to be must see TV. Like they are going to get those national televised games. Mm-hmm. uh Because I think it's this summer the women's tournament and some of the women like those broadcast rights are coming up and this is a perfect time for it. Uh, You've got engaging personalities. And I think that's the difference is the women's games had good players, you know, all the greats at UConn and all the greats at Tennessee, uh, you know, Stanford, you know, Louisiana tech going back farther than that, you know, Brittany Griner at Baylor and different Mm -hmm. teams. But, we're starting to see a little bit more personality and what drives sports in general is is personality. You know, that's how you get people to watch Um, because we've, you and I have seen a lot of really good teams not have a great following because they're kind of boring. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at the Patriots, you know, (laughs) their, their fan base is still just, New England. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, they won all those Super Bowls, but if Tom Brady is the face of what you got going on, like no. He, simple. He's he's great because he's great. Like there's nothing else to, you know, there's no, you know, Jordan had that kind of swag. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you can win. I've said it about my 49ers. You know, the team of the 80s, they were very business like. Joe wasn't saying a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Jerry's whole thing was I'm better than you, you know, like, but there was no thing until Dion shows up in 94. Mm-hmm. And then now, you know, they got the defense playing with way. So you need that for people to tune in. It's not just a matter of greatness. You got to have something extra with it. Mm-hmm. It's like Adam said, you, you understand that sports essentially it's entertainment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And and that's what helps leagues and, and teams and whatever become more the national consciousness. You know, uh, you know, Dennis Rodman. You know, he marketed himself well, right? Mm-hmm. So that's 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 what you need. And and hopefully um We'll, we'll see the – I mean, the numbers don't lie. It was a tough day for the – nobody watches women's sports because those are numbers. hmm mm-hmm. And I saw a lot of people, well, they put it on on a Sunday. It wasn't up again. You get 10 million people to tune in, that's a big deal, mm-hmm. especially in today's day and age. Yeah. Like, it, you know, when we were coming up, 10 million people, when you only had four channels, getting 10 million people to watch one of them. Mm-hmm okay but but today in today's day and age i'll 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 take it i'll take all the, it.
0: all the streaming and all the options and you know bounce tv and fubo and you know so many other different things out there for for people to consume you know yeah for sure and you know, kim Mulkey too she she's got personality uh you mentioned how you know the, the outfits in louisiana uh I stumbled across some YouTube of her at Louisiana Tech, and yeah. she was, and she was a baller too. I mean, yeah. she, could, she could shoot; she was dropping dimes, and she had the, you know, as Adam like to say, the the Haley Van Zant. She had the little, her little ponytails like she like Haley Van List wears, and and those uh, Louisiana Tech had those weird
1: little shirts for their uniforms. Yeah, they're, they're the, the, yeah the, the Evansville men. Yeah. Well, and and the thing too is you need the thing that women's basketball has had is here are these great players you should root for. Mm -hmm. But what makes men's sport is there's people you can root against. Like we should, uh, well, that's what I'm saying. Christian, like, mm -hmm. like you need, you know, the Danny Ainge's, right? Mm-hmm. I watched uh, a thing about the beef that I sent you that beef on Jimmy and Jerry when the Cowboys, mm-hmm. uh, but they did one on Danny Ainge and Robert Horry, right? Like, you need mm-hmm. bad yeah. guys to root for. You need teams to root against. Mm-hmm. And even when Tennessee and UConn, like, you can't, like, it doesn't feel right to root against Rebecca Lobo. Yeah. or a Breonna Stewart, a Meyer Moore. Like, no. Now, people going to want to see Caitlin Clark get taken down a pick. Mm. Part of the reason we like to watch Steph Curry is, yeah, we want to see him hit these credible shots, but we'd really like somebody to humble him. <laughs> right? Like, we, we really want somebody just to, you know, <laughs> hit that shimmy and he misses. You have to... We you want to had, see somebody shimming his face, right? You had a profile
0: pick of when, when LeBron blocked him in the finals and looking at him. That, w- that was your Twitter profile pick. Yeah. During, during that time, during that summer.
1: <laughs> well, but, but, and that was the thing. He'd done all that shimmying. They were 73 and nine or whatever. And during that 3 1 comeback, LeBron just decided I'm block after the whistle, whatever. I'm blocking everything. And he did it. They were so dismissive. That's kind of why we watch. We we want, we need villains. Sports need sports villains. Mm-hmm. And that's what women's basketball has not had to this point.
0: Yeah.
1: on their and, way. And now, you know, you've got some sports villains. Like, look, I'm going to give Louisville a little bit of credit here. Coach Walls has run a great program. They've been to four or five Elite Eights or whatever. He kind of embraces that villain role. And yep. they need it. What it Women's basketball needs it. They, You need, maybe not to this extent, like the you showing up in fatigues. Right? Like you need those kind of personalities. You know, you need like, you know, uh, DeMarcus Cousins talking about playing Cornell. This ain't a spelling bee. Mm-hmm. And I think we're starting to, hey, let's let the women have a little bit more personality with it. Mm-hmm. I, that's how the game grows, right? Yep. The, the, you look at all the games that are, uh, you know, are, are, are cultural, whatever. You need personalities. That's how you, even if you don't win, you still need personalities, right? Everybody mm-hmm. remembers, you know, Buddy Ryan was a personality. <laughs> Bum Phillips was a person. Like, you, you need that kind of stuff. And that's what women's basketball has. That, that's what we need. Heck, we need coaches that that don't uh um, don't like each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: To me, that's great. Yep. I don't need coaches laughing at no, I need coaches that don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Right? Give me more John Chaney and Coach Cal. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> that's the that's the funniest thing of uh 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 <laughs> Every now and then, the younger generation of Kentucky fans will find that clip of John Chaney threatening to kill. I mean, (laughs) I'll kill you. Like, give me that all day. Oh, yeah. Or or for the old timers, you know, Bobby Knight taking a swing at Joe B. Hall. Like, give Mm -hmm. me that. Don't give me, we all friends and we all get along. Mm -hmm. Be angry and dismissive. Yeah. Right. Give me uh, that passive aggressive stuff in the media. <laughs> Give that to me. Yeah. Yo. Yo. You know that's why we're missing like Steve Spurrier. Yeah. Like he just got the one championship. Right. But we talk about him more than dudes that have a whole bunch. Because
0: mm-hmm. he gave everybody work.
1: I mean. <laughs> I mean, think think about this. Right. In those mid to late '90s. Hmm. We talk about Steve Spurrier more than we talk about Tom Osborne. And oh. Nebraska was the business. Mm-hmm. But why is that? Because Steve Spurrier's fun. Colorful. Kentucky, Kentucky's got a heck of a punter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, we do. But he trying to say we because we're going to do a bunch of punting. That's all we got, in his opinion. Right. <laughs> you can't spell citrus bowl without UT. Yeah. Free shoes, you like (laughs) get that's what I'm talking about when I was like, we are missing those personalities, particularly on the collegiate level. We're just missing that. And I don't know if we get back to it. And you may not get that with, you know, these 10 million dollar contracts. You may not get people acting like that, Mm -hmm. but you need some of that, I think. Yeah. But part of it you know you look at Nick Saban, he's not saying any you know he's not doing a whole lot besides yelling at his players mm-hmm. give us something we don't we don't have that
0: yep, can
1: you right. imagine can you imagine sh- you know any team today showing up in fatigues
0: no they wouldn't they wouldn't do it it wouldn't fly today man they won't let it
1: can you imagine uh <laughs> some team letting that rap like <laughs> g I the seventh the seventh floor. It just it's not the same, you know, look, looking back. We we came along at the right time.
0: Yep. Yeah, sure did. still it was brand new. It was you know, like you said everybody was differentiating and and not uh you know, cookie-cutting each other and just doing the same old stuff. You right. Right. Uh Well, you know, and, I, I was thinking about you know dude for Utah before Jerry Sloan, Frank Layden, the heavy set dude. Oh yeah, Man, you he know,
1: was, <laughs> he was always on those VHS cassettes. I the,
0: eating, oh eating hot dogs or whatever he was doing. You know, and,
1: was, and that's Utah, but he had personality. You know, well, and and also what I like about the women's game is the metrics haven't got to it yet. No. Nope. And when you watch the women's game. Everybody's got a distinct style. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what, and I, you know, we need to have Adam on for a sixth time or whatever it is. I like the way Iowa plays is because they make you play their way. Yep. If you're going to beat them, you're going to have to outscore them. Now, you do that and you get a team like LSU that hits 75% of their threes in the first half, that's what happens, right? Mm-hmm. But then you look at South Carolina and it's like they can't shoot like we shoot.
0: Don Staley in the portal now getting some snipers. You already know. And,
1: right, but that, <laughs> but every game that Iowa lost this year was you know, you got to get into the 80s against them. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is Clark's going to do her thing. And if you and, and I don't know how much of the games that you watch, she's got Steph range where you got to pick her up in transition. Because when her feet hit the logo, she's looking to get that shot up. Mm-hmm. So too much attention on her, and you've got Gabby, Marshall, you got these other players that you end up, They if they can hit wide-open shots, right, and you start mm-hmm. going two for three, and now you're trying to play fast, right? Mm-hmm. You're trying to play a game that's not yours. It's It's, to my mind it's very reminiscent of the 96 Wildcats where Patino said, the only way this is going to work is if we, the only way people are going to be happy is if we score 80 points a game. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we got to get a lot of possessions to do that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, you know, it all came together that LSU game. Yeah. Keep in mind, (laughs) LSU had 42 points in the first half. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And you're thinking that's a good after, that's a good twenty minutes work. Forty two points, like whoo!
1: But then to be down by forty four points, <laughs> and and that was that they and they made you play the way they wanted to play. Mm-hmm. That's why that team was so good. They sped you up, yeah, Yo. because you you had to you had to match what they were doing. Right? And so that that's one thing I do like about the women's game is the games are different. I hope we retire the shot chart. Can we retire shot charts and all this kind of stuff? Follow me. Follow me. I did like it that uh, San Diego State won a national semifinal on a mid-range long two. I did like that LSU... Uh, they cooled off shooting, you know, the three point percentage. Of the first half, they won on what? The mid range. Mm-hmm. That's how you get it done. I think over a long sample size, yes, threes and layups. But when it starts to get, uh, when it's game time, you got to get buckets wherever you can get buckets. Lamont mm-hmm. Butler, man, just raised
0: up. <laughs> I like I was I was one everybody probably you know is he even gonna get a shot and to yeah. just to be that pure and I mean it
1: was yeah. speaking of shots some North Carolina guy this came across my timeline this week uh because it's talking about I guess the last time it was in Houston or whatever was the Villanova over North Carolina mm-hmm. and the Chris Jenkins shot. And then the uh, Marshall shot for LA, uh, for North Carolina before that, kind of the shot before the shot, and mm-hmm. how it he's like it's the most forgotten about, and I'm like, I'm gonna stop you right there. Yes, great shot before the shot. My counterpoint is the Sean Wood shot before the Leitner shot.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: that was a bad shot. That was one of those no, no, yes moments. Mm-hmm. Uh that we, we get, to me, the degree of difficulty on the Sean Wood shot higher than Christian Layton.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he took it in there.
1: He took it in the trees Most and just kind of flipped it up. And, and it's like. Somehow banked it in. <laughs> Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. You know. But anyway, that but that's, when it comes to the basketball, I mean, the margins are that thin. Mm, yeah. And, you know, and some folks will tell you that, uh, you know, Coach Cal should probably have more championships and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you know, in a single elimination tournament, anything happens. Let me see. Can I pull this up? I want to see if I can pull this up. Can you still see me? Mm Mm-hmm. I had to go to my phone today because my computer wasn't wasn't working. So I'm going to give you the 1983-84 North Carolina Tar Heels roster. Okay, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, Sam Perkins, Brad Dorn, Kenny Smith. Wow, I didn't know
0: Brad Daugherty was on that one. Wow.
1: Yes, Man. that team did not make a Final Four, mm-hmm. and I say that because every co- we try to make these things about Coach Cal. One, his career started before he got to Kentucky. That's one. Two, well, look at all the teams that should have won. Every coach has got those teams. Every single one of them. You can look at the roster and be like, what? You didn't that that team didn't win? Yeah. With three or four NBA players, like that team didn't win.
2: It happens.
1: It you know, when we look at the 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 tournament. I would say both of them, men's and women's. It's a great TV product, but it's a poor way to pick a champion. It just is. It's just – that's what one thing I do like about the NBA playoffs. The best team wins. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We've never, I don't think, really had a champion that you're like, oh, they just got hot at the right time. (laughs) <laughs> right. I don't. I don't think we've ever. Ha- I don't think you can look at the NBA and be like, I- "Really?" Mm. I mean, not even like you can say about, uh you know, Eli Manning and the Giants. Like that dude's going to the Hall of Fame, and outside of the two Super Bowl runs, never want to play another playoff game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-
0: In ninety five? The Rockets were a six seed, but they just didn't. They just, they just, they sucked in the regular season. They still, the the squad was there. They just, you know, but
1: but I uh, don't even think that's a head scratcher because they were the defending champ. Yeah, heart of a champion. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that was like they just,
0: you know, they underperformed. They underachieved in the regular season. What forty seven. 35 or whatever.
1: Right. Uh, but, but but even then, that wasn't yeah. a shock. I think it was a shock that they swept the the magic. Yeah. Uh, I think that was a little bit of a shock, but you don't get that like you get in, uh, in other sports. But anyway, mm-hmm. I just had to ramble a little bit about that, but always fun to chop it up. I am going to have Adam over so we can... It's about grilling time. Whenever the wind yeah. stops blowing around this place. Gonna grill some corn too, right? Gonna put some corn on the grill and all that, yeah. My, yeah, little miss thinks I'm stealing the corn from the field. It's like you can go grab it, like that's feed corn. Oh,
0: okay, I didn't see. I was about to say, well, you did kind of insinuate that that's what you were doing, but you know, yeah, hey, what's the the 515 in the Twitter handle? What's that because you are, you know.
1: Oh, Mr. 515, that's a yeah. shout out to uh Pitbull because he's Mr. 305. Oh, okay. 515 five is the uh is the exchange here in uh, Des Moines. Ah, there it is. So I so I so I changed it up uh to give a shout out to West De- West Des Moines in the house. That's right. She's born and raised. <laughs> that's right. At the playground where she spent most of her days. <laughs> yeah, but to be but to be to be very clear. Yes, Caitlin Clark went to Dowling. It's the Catholic school, but Weston Moines as a whole it, it ain't like it's <laughs> it's a suburb. It's it's suburban Iowa. So it ain't like it's it ain't tough tough. Okay, <laughs> you know, like, okay let, let's be very clear. Like these people, oh you know Dowling. I'm like this is a pretty fruit fruit subdivision, like come on. Right.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> hey, hey, trying, trying to throw shade at Dowling. Yeah, yeah, I'm like a fruit fruit. Calm down up there, y'all.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like come on now. Anyway.
0: <laughs> oh man. Whew.
1: Always fun. Always yes. fun. Uh, you know, it's it's going this is this is when we have to earn our money for the next couple of months. Not a whole lot going on. Well, we got the NBA playoffs, mm-hmm. so we haven't hit that drought yet, where it's the summer doldrums, but uh yeah. I'm gonna watch tonight. See the Lakers beat the Clippers, move into that sixth seed. Because it's gonna be funny. Because I so far what I told you was gonna happen is happening. I knew it. I was like, the Lakers just gotta win three games in a row. <laughs> yep. Now they're in that mix. And that yep. they have to play the uh the the uh the kings light, in the first light, round. Light the beam. <laughs> What does that even mean? I don't I, know. I don't I know. know. That's something that the king say. You, you ever notice something? All these teams with all these silly, ridiculous, like, chants and all this kind of stuff, they're just not good. Yeah,
0: they, they
1: Like, are. if you got to explain to me what your thing is, I don't need to know it. Like, fly the W. That's yeah. been a thing since, you know, before Jackie Robson. Broke the color <laughs> so I'm gonna give you the pat. Like for the A, those City Connect jerseys for your boys, hey boy. a, mm-hmm. they look. They might be my favorite. Like hey. it's a little bit of an homage to the Hank Aaron era. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they yeah. Like it. it's been a minute since I've uh, purchased the cap, and I I may have to get on board with that now. They they, they did it just just right. Yeah,
0: I'm biased, but they did just right.
1: Yeah, Boston yeah. using ridiculous other colors. you the Red Sox. Why are you wearing whatever? They're like, what is that? Well, yes. it goes back to that. No, if you got to explain it, you're missing it. And if we have an issue with it, I'm sure
0: them chowder heads ain't thrilled at all. S-
1: Sully and them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Don't get me started about Boston because, you know, yeah, anyway,
0: exactly. Exactly.
1: always fun. We're going to do it again. Thanks
0: to your boy, Adam, as always. And hit us on Spotify and BS3, tvlive.com on your Roku, or just hit the link and just go to On Demand and find us. We got archived episodes right there, and this one will be we, up there too. We worldwide. That's right. And I think Ben Sutherford and them was in – they was covering the game with uh Adam as well. They were down there. Yeah,
1: they were down there for the Dallas. Sitting up there um, above the
0: scoreboard too. And that, that.
1: yeah. Uh I can't think who it was. I think it was Doc that had an interview with the Iowa band director. Hmm, okay. I, I need to check that out on uh Facebook and yeah. uh and all that kind of stuff. But we we we, we proud folks here in Iowa, Caitlin Clark A. She the real deal.
0: Nothing to be ashamed and, of.
1: And and Adam's right, yes. Beating Louisville brought a smile to my face. I <laughs> you know I want Iowa to win, yay, but making history on the way, awesome. Mm-hmm, Against them, great. That's
0: <laughs> right. That's right. We'll see y'all next Wednesday. Appreciate it, TV. Thanks again yes, to Adam Kobe. Y'all take care. Catch on Wednesday. See y'all next week.